Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. What is it with rock stars thinking this entire planet is some sort of all-you-can-eat, booty-groping, sexual smorgasbord? You should withdraw that, and if you don't, we will have to deal with it on the floor of the Senate. We're going to fight for those Australians who haven't got the time to go around and get on Twitter and wear T-shirts. The kids who are sick cannot do the hip-hop anymore. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. G'day. Welcome to The Curb. I'm Andrew Pierce, and this is the podcast that's all about culture, unity, reviews, and banter. This podcast is recorded in the lands of the Wajak people of Perth region, and I pay respects to the elders both past, present, and emerging. Well, this is a first for me, uh, first time that I'm doing a uh, repeat interview with somebody, and uh, it's something that I aim to do a little bit more off with uh, short filmmakers in some regard, certainly in Perth. Uh, as I sat down with Corey and Dan of the short film residue and if you've been following the curb for well it's been a year now since the the website's been up and running uh almost a whole year ago uh, i did an interview with these guys uh back when i bought this uh uh zoom h5 handheld recorder and as i said the inter at the beginning of this interview uh the audio wasn't that crash hot uh it's not great I know how to use this thing now, and so therefore the audio is much better on this particular interview. But you're not here to hear, to hear listen about me. You're here to listen about Corey and Dan and what they went through in making their short film Residue. Now, I've watched it. I love it. I think it's a great short film. I can't wait to to hear audience reactions of this film. I can't wait to hear uh, people head out and go and see this film playing in front of uh, films along the way. I I think this is a really, really great short film, and I'm very excited to see where Corey and Dan go as filmmakers from here, because this is good stuff. Um, It scratches the itch that I want from cinema, and hopefully it scratches the itch that you want from cinema too. Uh, Fingers crossed that's the case. Look, you've already seen how long this interview is. It goes for over an hour. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Here's a little bit of intro music. Sounds all good, fantastic. Much better than last time. That's for sure. I know how to use this thing now. <laughs> had a good year. Yeah. I've had. I had to, to figure. You know. Yeah. Kind of sort out all the all the kinks and. Exactly. Know. Well, my my recording setup is usually like just this nowadays. Yep. Um, and because I do a lot, of, obviously I'm at work. Uh, I work at the Department of Health. This is yeah, um, cool. Uh, and oh, okay. I do a lot of. Uh, interviews during my lunch breaks as well so i'm sitting in my car and i've got my phone tethered to my laptop calling somebody on skype and that's all connected i'm like yeah this is fucking much better yeah that's awesome outside lunar in a windy area (laughs) (laughs) very windy no um i i I had that and i was like i don't need that i don't (laughs) what's that for yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. well (laughs) it works fine it works fine it was okay yeah it was fine it was okay Listening back to it, I was just like, just had to kind of crank it all the way up. Yeah, yeah exactly. It. it was yeah. still yeah. enjoyable to listen back to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I guess in that regard, because that was like almost a whole year ago, what's changed for you guys since then? Oof. Oof. Like, what have you learned between then and now? Now you've made a short film. I feel like we've learned a lot of things, but we've been on different paths in a way, even though we were yeah. working on the same project. That's true. Um, just because during during the time after the interview, I worked on a couple of other projects um, as well. Um, because uh, just 
leading up to residue going into production, um, I was attached to uh, Coco, so a Red Dog yeah. story. So I guess Red Dog Three um, <laughs> as the location. The, trilogy, the, the yeah. dog that keeps you know, on yeah, going. Dog, yeah, yeah. That's it. so yeah, I was attached to that as the locations manager coordinator. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So yeah, learnt a lot from that experience, which I brought into residue as well. Mm. I remember when we were like doing location scouting and, and having to contact the right people to get the, the permissions that we, we required and then coming up with like, you know, any um, contingency plans if, if things couldn't go ahead with certain locations and stuff like that. So there was that that I learnt. And then just, I don't know, I think with every project, you just learn something new mm-hmm. with every different people that's attached to projects. Cause you're, you're always kind of like people managing as well as a yep. producer. So just like, it's not just know. the creative stuff that yeah. you're learning. It's okay. How do we, I guess, maximize our time on a day by day basis or a week by week basis when you're in post-production and it's just managing all those things, which when you're doing something independently, Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, and so, so how, how is that? Like, <laughs> what have you learned about being independent? Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it, it is hard. <laughs> it's very rewarding though. Right. And ever since, um, I guess, finishing Residue, uh, as far as the production side of things, it definitely inspired um, or lit that independent flame um, like hmm. inside of me in a really big way where... I am, even though I was encouraging in the past of people making their, their films, no matter, you know, however they can, mm. us doing it really made me go, you can make your story, you know, tell your stories outside of the, the taxpayer funded government initiatives. Um, yeah. And there are other ways to kind of do this. Mm. And that was hugely inspiring, but mm. it does come at a certain cost, both to your own finances, you know, we've put our own money into this yeah, as well. Yeah, like yeah. on top of, of the GoFundMe campaign funds that we had, we had to invest our own money to sort of meet the gap in some ways. Yeah. Now all of our festival submissions are coming out of pocket. Um, but the cost is also just the time invested into it. You are going to be yes. spending a lot more time. Um, yeah, having to take work yeah. off and everything like that. Um, yep. You know, that's, that's costly. Just... Uh, take the time off for, for the shoot, leading up to the shoot, not being, you know, as flexible as you usually can be for, for you know, the work that you do. Um, and yeah. then on, on, a, on a people management side of things, it's like people can't just spend, you know, five days a week working exclusively on your film. Mm. And if something comes up, work-related, or if they have this other paid job that comes up, and something they have to bigger. say, I've got to take this, you, you have to just go, okay. Yeah. yeah, and we're now not going to meet that deadline anymore because these people have to put food on their tables, yeah. and our production is not going to be providing that to them. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's always tough, so, like leading up to to the shoot and just locking down dates and just sticking to it and mm. hoping that people can be available. And <laughs> yeah. you know, there's things that pop up where like the location's no longer available, or the gear that we need is no longer available, or the actors just can't make it work. Where it's mm. just like it's tough to 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 tell your crew okay cool this these are the dates but keep these dates open as well just in case that we we do have to change yeah Yeah. there's a lot of goodwill by the sound of it in the sense that you yes you have to buy a lot of goodwill just being like we're going to make something really good at the end and you know just trust (laughs) that we're going to do that yeah Yeah. it's right yeah that's like it's a a lot of pressure that gets put on your shoulders to have something where people are going to volunteer their time. In some cases, people are going to donate their money um, without any promise that it's going to be great. Well, yeah, it's, it. it's about well, the, no, I disagree with that because the promise is in you. Like true, the promise is in is you yes. and being able to say, "All right, we're going to like need to be yeah. part of this particular yeah. thing." And that's if we it. can do that, then yeah, you know, that's we'll it. be able Definitely. to say, "Hey, I worked with them." When we were, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. When we were reaching out to like crew, we were always wanting to make sure that we were telling people what the the story is, what the project is, how much mm. it means to us. So it wasn't just a simple kind of like text or a Facebook message mm. or or phone call. Like a lot yeah. of the time, Corey and I would actually sit down or set up a meeting, have a coffee with people that we wanted to attach to these projects just so we can really speak in depth mm. about what we're making because there's been times that I think both of us have been brought into projects where we're really not too sure what 
we're kind of like working on and yeah. what's expected of us as well. So we just wanted to kind of just like make sure that we could just explain, you know, what we're working on, what we want from them, why we want them to be attached to it, you know, just so it's kind of like an open kind of forum. Mm. And also yeah. being very open about the what's driving the piece emotionally as well and kind of leaning into the relatable aspects, I guess, of the story, um, even though in the writing process it was never about making something that felt universal or relatable. It was actually about writing something that, that was very specific and mm. then that hopefully that specificity is what makes it relatable. Um, but it was interesting in that process, as Dan was saying, when you're sitting down talking to people and you start talking through the script and where these things came from and what, what we're trying to, I guess, explore thematically, people became very open about their own relationships yeah. and their own experiences, yeah. um, which was very encouraging. Mm. I think that's kind of what made people want to come to the, to the table, so to speak. And we weren't making promises like, yeah, we're, we're going to get into Khan with this. It's no, we had no, that wasn't our pitch. It was no. simply that we wanted to make something that was an emotional um, intimate piece yeah. mm-hmm. than, um, and being I think very open throughout that process instead of trying to put on a front of where these you know amazing filmmakers and we're going to change the world mm-hmm. with this thing it was more about we want to tell something that's emotional and grounded yeah, yeah. Um, I think the people Go- I think latched onto that the GoFundMe campaign helped yes as well, it did where yeah. people saw what we were doing and that yeah, the, the people were talking about it as well mm. and supporting us. So yeah. that that really helped. So when we bring it up with someone that we want to attach you to residue, they're like, oh yeah, we saw your, your GoFundMe campaign. Yeah. That's great what you guys are doing, you know? Um, that we felt like that we were, you know, even though we we applied for funding, we didn't we unfortunately didn't get it, but we did still feel like we were in the industry and we were doing something that people were making note of. Yeah, mm. well, that's, that's one thing, you know, it's... Uh, slight outsider to the whole filmmaking process in Perth I have noticed that there is still like even though it's hard to get funding for a lot of projects mm. there's still a community of people who are like I want to get this story told yep. mm. that's operating outside of that um, does it feel exclusive like like no, exclusatory isn't a word but it's <laughs> like basically do you feel kind of like when you're making something like this that now it's going to be harder to get funding because you've done it independently or do you think that now you have a product to be able to put in front of them that it might be easier i think we always were thinking like if we make this independently we can use this as a calling card of this is the kind of filmmakers we want to be yep and we can really kind of showcase it to hopefully get that next round of funding Mm. um so it was never really just to go okay we're going to make it ourselves in spite of anything it was always about we want to make this. This is the story we want to tell. These are the filmmakers we want to be, and then hopefully, yeah, using it as just to get further yeah. work down. A the showcase track. to kind of say, okay, Dan Tom is capable of, you know, or has a knack for producing these kind of relationship-driven films mm. with like Fish, his previous short film before that, quite similar in a number of ways. Where it's yeah. two characters, they're on a boat. It's a father-son you know like relationship story and with residue it's one location two characters and you yeah. know it's yeah. a relationship story um and then on my end i guess hopefully trying to showcase that i can direct actors and just as far as that career building thing like you know i've done music videos and i've done a couple of tvcs and things like that but that's a very different discipline to directing mm. narrative and drama yeah. and having something be engaging and emotional um it's very different to make something 30 seconds versus 13 minutes and have that work and the demands on the performers the um the, the actors in the piece is very different from a music video mm. you just shoot it in slow motion on a music video there's no continuity you just yeah. have them walking around for three minutes in a forest and it's like wow that's great but you can't do that in a short film it has to unfold in, in a certain way and it has to hit certain emotional yeah. beats and so as far as a showcase that's also Mm. just in terms of what, what we want from a career perspective for this to give is to um, I guess show that we can yeah. tell those stories and um, I guess direct performances out mm. of actors and things yeah. like that we're, we're, yeah. we're not like looking to go oh yeah cool we're independent filmmakers now and that's what we're going to continue like doing exclusively like, do that, yeah exclusively yeah. do that it does take some of the shackles off though of what is possible like mm. instead of yeah. just being um, or, or feeling like that's the only path forward 
is yeah. is the funding route. It it certainly feels like there's a whole other, I guess, way of doing yeah. things as well. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And certainly from my experience, having talked to a lot of independent filmmakers yeah. in Australia, you know, I did an interview with somebody just last week who made a feature film for three thousand dollars, <laughs> and it's like, wow. you know, <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts. And this is a, this is a really good feature film. Mm, yeah. You know, it's got a cast and everything, and there's a you can tell that there's a lot of favors taken on board yes. with mm-hmm. that, but it's still like oh, yeah. they have an 80 minute feature film to be able to say and that, that's, that's probably that's yeah it's oh, yeah. In, it's impressive but mm. of course it's not an ideal thing like no. it's nice to have a film at the end but it's also like you know it'd be nice to also have that monetary backing behind it yeah okay. and, and the hardest part is just being unable to pay yeah. the people who I are know. giving you their time like yeah. that's the that's the thing that you're always reminding yourself of it's like you know, anytime you might be getting frustrated at how long something is taking or whatever it is, you just have to remind yourself and go, that's it. This is all volunteer work, yeah. you know? And um, the thing that, that you give back is just gratitude. Like, yeah, so it's yeah, always about gratitude it. and yeah, justice. It's, it's all. I'm yeah. hoping that there was never a moment whilst we were shooting, whilst we were leading up to the shoot, that we weren't appreciative of, you know, people putting their efforts and time, mm. you know, into it. There was times where I think it was just the day before shooting that we brought in someone just to help as lighting assistant or like do some help with grips and stuff where they were just like, yeah, cool. I can, I can be available for the first day. And then they enjoyed it so much. They were like, can I be here tomorrow? Can oh, I cool. Be here for the yeah. next day, you know? And that was just kind of just one of those experiences where we're just like, wow, like there's, there's people that we've only met once or twice that want to dedicate a lot of their mm-hmm. time, you know, and drive, you know, from like Kalamunda or south of the river to North yeah. Perth, you know, drive a certain distance and, and work on these, these things that aren't their own. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So it's, it's just one of those funny things where I did feel for a while that the, the idea the script was more Corey's and mine. And then you kind of just like bring everyone else in. Um, yeah. And it's one of those kind of scary things as well where, you know, like you're showing people kind of like your baby or, or, or yourself, you know, and you're hoping I, that they I, like I, it. I definitely or... feel like, you know, it was, it was it was quite a revealing process for the cast as far as to see, I guess, just part of you, I guess, like uh, in this. Um, you, it, it is a very personal piece. And so you are revealing certain things about yourself, mm. yeah. even though it's not necessarily reality, like how the events in this film is not how necessarily my personal experience played out but it's really like rooted in a lot of real experience. And so when you're standing by the monitor and, and the rest of your crew are sort of watching as well, they're seeing a part of you as mm. well. And that's quite a revealing process. And I think yeah. that, but that almost is what made, I think um, our crew feel very involved was that there was no, um, I guess, pretense around sort of what we were doing. It was really about kind of bringing everybody in and let's sort of, have this three-day therapy session together yeah. about yeah. our relationships <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and what's happened in the past to us and people were then projecting their own experiences onto mm. onto what they were seeing in front of them as well and um i'll, I'll never forget that just on, on our last day of shooting because we shot the film in mostly chronological order it would have been completely chronologically if, if we didn't have a certain scheduling issue with our our first day but we end the film uh we ended production sorry where the film ends right very big emotional climax yeah. in the piece and I remember our um, our lovely first assistant camera person um, who was pulling focus um, by the monitor and I was standing at her monitor as well she just remember I just remember her just saying my ex and I had this exact same conversation <laughs> <laughs> and you know I never talked to her about her relationships yeah. and stuff yeah. during that but she yeah. was just projecting her own experiences yeah. onto what yeah. she was seeing and so I think that's what made people feel that's it. very yeah. involved was that they were able to bring themselves to it yes yeah. well. well I will say that like for me watching it I was like yeah, this is. Uh, I I know all of this. <laughs> I have I have been down this path before. Yeah, I completely yeah. get it, and cool. and it's an emotional thing in that regard. And but I think the 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 truth in the film, for me at least, was mm. the fact that it's not relying on people's own personal emotional mm-hmm. uh, memories. The film is emotional on itself by itself. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, reliant on you having lived something mm. like that. So yes. that was. Yep. I think that's a testament of a really good film in the sense that, you know, it works, it stands alone. It's not like, it's not like 
uh, unfair comparison, but like uh, it's not like cancer stories and stuff like that. Mm. Like, yeah. not throwing people with cancer under the bus. No, I'm sorry, yeah. but it's like <laughs> yeah. you know, with with those films, yeah. where it's like everybody knows somebody who's had cancer, so therefore it's it's mm-hmm. upsetting. Yeah, this is by itself really good. Mm. Yeah. With that said, how did the script change as you were making it? Did it change at all? <laughs> Interesting, because. Um, <laughs> My housemate came out of his room recently and he had a couple of scripts that I had just given him just to sort of read, but this was like a while ago. Mm. Um, and he brought out, it was pretty much the, the last version of the script that we went into shooting with. And I remember just like flicking through it and it's pretty, pretty much close. the script. Like there, yeah, sure. there is a, a few things that we changed. There's a couple of things that were changed, but it's more performance based a lot yeah. of the time. It's my, okay, maybe just drop the back half of this sentence because yeah how Milu would, would, would perform it just felt better by just simplifying it down. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, we could get we could get that across with one word rather than a full sentence. Yeah, um, and, and what she was giving Luke um, with, with her eyes was enough to kind of do that. In the editing process, we did take out a scene okay. from the film that just, it just felt like we didn't need to have it. Um, but it was more of a, it wasn't even really a scene because essentially how, how it played out in, in, the, in the edit and in the script was that once we're about halfway through the movie, it's just one long continuous scene and there are no time jumps in between whatsoever. Mm. We just literally see it unfold. Um, but we kind of felt that when we achieved a certain level of reconnection between the characters after half a movie of just passive aggression separation. and tension and separation mm. and distance, yeah. that once we kind of bridged that, it felt like it was enough and we didn't need to stay too long within that. It sort of felt like, okay, let's get to the point yeah. now. And it worked taking it out. like. It felt like the audience was already filling in the gaps, sure. so yeah. to speak, and that yeah. by holding their hands through it, we were just sort of treading water a bit yeah. as opposed to contributing anything really meaningful to that particular emotional beat anymore. Yeah. So. And then it's just really some of the post stuff as well, where we were just like, when we, when we sent the um, rough cuts out to people just to give some feedback, just establishing what their relationship was at the very beginning, because mm. there were some people that didn't quite understand mm. where who they were and stuff and just, just because, kind of those yeah, opportunities yeah. where we could like play with ADR as well so yeah. that was just the yeah, film doesn't rely on any, any on any flashbacks yeah so it was just um, important to just introduce a little bit more narrative clarity where we could in a way that wasn't intrusive to what mm. what we had done yeah um, and without it being too on the nose as well so just finding creative ways of doing that but then also not just making it an exposition thing but we are going to write things and have our cast come in and give a couple more lines here and there. How could that play into the overall structure of the piece to strengthen the payoffs at the end of the movie as well? So it's just that, that balance and just mm. finding what feels right as well with, with your actors, just, yeah. just getting them to try out things and, and see what feels right. Mm. Yeah. So how did, obviously, uh, I think when we last spoke, you'd just organize the, the actors you were yeah you were we cast and, yeah. Cast. Yeah. yeah 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 we yeah. went through the whole audition process and yeah. then we cast and then we were going through i guess the rehearsals and, mm, and going yes. into pre-production so location scouting and locking in crew and everything like that so yeah, yeah it was i remember exciting. that actually we we only just really announced i mm. guess who we had cast in in, in the film when yeah, we yeah. Did, did our first interview with you and and it was a really beautiful journey from that point onwards. Yeah. So. Well, they're really good. Really, mm. really good. But it's also like, now I've watched the film, I'm curious about mm. when you cast them, mm-hmm. like you feel like they've had a relationship. Like there is a yeah. feeling that there has been something that's gone on. And that's good. That's, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. Often, like often you watch films where yeah. people are broken up and you're like, nah, you've, yes. yeah. you've not seen each other naked kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, yes. no, that's, 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 that's some of the conversations, conversations we, we talked about. Yeah. 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 It was, it was yeah. a lot of, in, in, in the rehearsal process, um, well, even in, in the audition process, it, mm. it, it kind of bled through, I guess, into the rehearsal yeah. as well. So in the audition process, a, a big part of it, because we saw some great people. We did. Really, really great people. And it was quite hard actually kind of whittling it down to, okay, these are the people that we're mm. going with. And sometimes you'd be like, okay, we have some really great Elliots here. Um, they kind of give me this as a, a performer. But then it's a case of, we need to see them together. Together, yeah. And so you do a yeah. classic chemistry read. It's just to see what is the chemistry like. But then um, within our, our final round of auditions, we 
we had our selected um, um, actors do improv scenes. And so you would just set up a simple scene of, okay, it's a Friday night, you know, um, you've canceled going out to this particular friends thing and you've got Uber Eats up on your phone. I want you to bring it up on your phone and I want you to bring up Netflix on your phone. You want to eat something fatty and you want to watch <laughs> something fun. You want to eat something healthy and you want to watch more of an art house kind of flick or something with more, with more meaning to it. Yeah. Go. And you just have to see how do they either figure this out or how don't they figure this yeah. out? Where do the conflicts arise? And yeah. with Luke and Milu, they just ran with it and it was funny yeah. and you just felt it. But then yeah. something really interesting happened halfway through that improv where someone says a comment and it just sets off this argument and it felt just very believable. It felt really it organic. It just felt like, know? like we've lived this before. This is, this is like, real. Yeah. This, and then yeah. how they come back together again, it's, it's this thing where the argument wasn't resolved, but they just kind of said, you know, there, there was just a silence after this, this, you know, someone says something that's a little bit more pointed and that person just, just kind of laughs it off. And then how about this? Yeah. And they don't really address the core problem. It, do, it doesn't get resolved. It doesn't get resolved. And it's, it's probably sort of going to come back later. It's probably going to come know? back. And it's like, okay, if you're imagining that's like three years into the relationship, three or four years, that kind of makes sense a little bit. And so oftentimes, in the, then in the rehearsal process, once we cast them, it was, okay, let's jump into year five. This is where we're at, you know, and let's explore this particular mm. moment. And it's just building memories for the yeah. actors, for them to, to pull from stuff that's never going to be mentioned in the movie whatsoever. But you're hopefully building a trust between them as actors yeah. and you're breaking down any of those those barriers that they have between them. Yeah. Um, you know, like yeah. one of the first improvs in rehearsal was the was the first meeting. Mm. How do they first meet each other? What's what's the meet cute of this relationship, so to speak? And um, that I think really helped them just over time build that comfort yeah. and yeah. it's just finding all those little ways to get them to yeah, be comfortable. Was, I guess yeah. we yeah, we were trying to build a trust from the auditions onwards because yeah, we yeah. knew like the the audition process we had a lot of different stages we would have actors send in like video auditions and then we'd bring him in and then we'd bring him in again like to play off one of the other actors that we were really interested in casting but we were always really open with building a trust as well and really revealing ourselves mm. as well as you know previous relationship issues we've had um and just and and just bringing up that conversation where we can just talk about personal things mm. where you know it's not like we're trying to kind of get something from them and use them but it was just kind of like showing that this is what we mm. want to do with this project this is what the relationship's going to be where we're and then and then everyone in that things. in that audition process was very quick and um, open to talk about their own experiences which was quite surprising in yeah. like a good way yeah it's like okay now we're all getting very comfy like that was the term i kept coming to was that we're just getting comfy together yeah. we just want to be very comfortable um having these conversations and being open about it from an, a, a, very, a very objective top-down point of view mm. because there's no antagonist in the movie hopefully that's how it comes across and there's no antagonist. no they're, they're yeah. very even ground kind yeah. of thing so even yeah. though they're in opposition yeah. at times when we're hopefully not painting oh this person is the bad guy in this and yeah. this person was wrong it's like both of them make mm. mistakes and that's it they're just trying to figure it out and it's messy but yeah. <laughs> there's one point which i i think that for me what encompasses the the history of this whole of the relationship so perfectly is a moment where Milu is hugging uh, mm. Elliot and essentially she when she puts her arm around and she's got her hand underneath mm. like his yeah. his jacket yeah. hood I was like that is that that's perfect that tells you a million things about that relationship mm. was that direction or is it just Milu something just that just did it Milu yeah. did it yeah. Milu just did it and um, just I really don't think the characters and I don't I, I remember I, like we we showed Milu and Luke the the cut not that long ago because we've been in post for a, a while now so <laughs> yeah. the final version of the, of the movie was, was quite recent but I, I remember her, her watching it and I think she I think she might have told us that she had no memory of doing that right mm. she was just in that place and it was probably because we made them I made them do that 13 right. times 13 times yeah was it 13 um, times or more it was 13 it takes was 13 times, it was 13 so. takes so um, obviously in that uh, in, in that um, final scene we cut a little bit but because we 
I decided to play it out mostly in just one long shot. Not for any reason of being like, I'm the next Alfonso Cuaron. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to do a one like spill. Yeah, that, that, that space shot yeah. at the end was a bit <laughs> surprising. But a hey. big total shit. Yeah. Um, but hopefully the audience goes along with it. Yeah. Um, no, but it was more about, okay, we spent the, the film in coverage. Um, mm. Like a lot of coverage over the shoulders and close-ups. Um, but to just frame it in a, this very confrontational 50-50 shot of just in a two shot and just seeing them go mm. back and forth just felt right rather than yeah. cutting a lot. Um, but doing a shot like that, it requires a lot of, even as something as simple as just two people getting up and walking out into like another room and going back and forth. And there are these marks here. Like what we were doing com- comparatively to those directors was tiny. There's a tiny mm. like, um, you know, v- version of it, but it's very difficult and it takes time and it takes coordination. And it's just for the actors as well. It's just getting into that, into that flow of things. Um, and, and you can always be fine tuning. It, 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 it felt that, we could even keep digging further and, yeah. and, and do more takes. But I think by a certain uh, point, we all felt that we had achieved emotionally and what we were trying to do. Mm. And there are just lots of technical things as well that, that go along with, with doing a <laughs> shot like that. And a few problems yeah. that, that, that arose. Like, oh, that was yeah. a great take. And this light bulb just yeah. went out halfway through. And it's like, yeah, I can't really use that, can we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or the microphone in Luke's radio uh, mic came loose yeah. during one of the takes and all the audio it for that. scratchy. And it's very static, scratchy. Yeah. And it's like, well, that was one of our better takes. Yeah. So that's depressing that we're not going to be able to use, yeah. potentially use that yeah. and stuff. But I'm still very happy with, with what we ended up um, getting in the film. So, yeah. But these are all things which you learn yep. as you're going yeah. along. Like, they're, you have to make mistakes or else you, you do. don't improve. <laughs> um, but so you, many mistakes. Yeah, but it's not it's not evident in the film though. That's yeah. the thing. It's not like it's, it's yeah. great to hear. Yeah, um, yeah, because you're you're just trying to actually take out all those things as much as possible, and just fin- like a lot of times, it's just trying to iron over yep. those little kinks. Um, there are still going to be things that I'm going to be watching and like going, yeah, oh, yeah, you know. But um, it's certainly going to be us. It's well. it, I mean, the thing it's like you, you remember that it's only going to be you um, yeah. that's going to be picking up on these things and yeah. that you're hopefully just trying to take out as many distractions as you can that's it. so then someone can just sit down and just watch it and not be pulled out yeah. of the story or, or the emotion by anything yeah. and, yeah. That's, and that's what like the I think, thing, I think the yeah that's, is worth. It's an, that's an interesting point to raise because it's just like almost that you have to separate yourself a little bit from the film when it starts mm. getting viewed by audiences because there's a lot of things that you can really kind of just let bother you um you know which can affect yeah. what you need to do for the next step of the process because the thing is like and this has happened to me in the past with one of the films that i've done where i've let it bother me so much that i didn't serve the film as much as i could have yeah you know so if we let i'm not going to say what the issues are in the film that bother us <laughs> we don't want you to but notice them so <laughs> if we let that just eat us away or eat well, yeah, us yeah. away, then yeah. we'll be reluctant to submit it into festivals because we're just like, no, that's an issue. People are going to see that issue. And it becomes self-conscious. We're not going to get into any festivals. Yeah, is it, to me, it feels, it's a bit like, um, what's that term? The um, imposter syndrome in a bit of a way. Mm. Like, even though, obviously, it's not, mm. you, you're probably not experiencing that, but at the end, you've, you've created this great thing mm. and it's having confidence in being able to say, yes, yeah. You know, it is great. I I can objectively yeah. <laughs> see that it is great, and yeah. I was the person who created it. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's yeah. like yeah. that's a hard step it's, to it's, take. It's, it's, it's tough it's, because you want to stay tough. humble. You know, yeah. As a, yeah. as a filmmaker, you know, you've got to reduce you that big dick energy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You've got to find that balance between the BDE. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Being because, humble. Well, you still want people to work with you. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you really have to own your work as well. I think. Um, and I think for. For me, anyway, a big part of now that we're going into that festival submission and we're putting together like our marketing material and stuff, it's been more leaning into the relatable aspect of it. Like as far as what what we're putting out there, as far as like presenting it to people, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, it's trying to create whether it's a teaser trailer that just really shows something which people can go, oh wow, that's me. Like mm. I've I've mm. been there before, yeah. or if they haven't. It doesn't feel that yeah. far from maybe I don't know what their lives have been yeah. in the past. So yeah, it's putting this material together, really showing what this film is, being confident with with what mm. we're putting out there. And because know? we're we're not making a very I guess uh, social issue driven film, which is something that you almost kind of feel 
or at least I did anyway, I felt a little bit self-conscious of sometimes. You're sitting there in the edit suite and you're watching your 13 minute film, which is two people talking and it's about what they're not saying to each other. And you're like, this movie isn't about drug addiction. Yeah. It's not about, you know, suicide. Yeah. It's not about domestic violence or some big issue. It's a very kind of small stakes film in that sense. Mm. And sometimes you you can feel self-conscious of what you're making. Yeah. Sometimes even comparatively to your friends and yeah. going, is anyone going to give a shit about our film? But then you kind of remember why you decided to make it and what actually what you're doing and not think about that stuff and just focus on that narrative. And so far people, when they you know see our little teaser trailer that, that, that I cut together, uh, you know, have been responding emotionally to it, even though it's only 30 seconds. Well, I think, I think in that regard, like one of the things which I've noticed for younger filmmakers is that they, they certainly are looking for something or they might maybe not looking for, but it feels like there's a bit of a pressure to be like this short film needs to have a twist at the end or this short <laughs> film needs to be, yes. you know, yeah, a social yeah. issue thing just so it can get on the attention of people. Mm-hmm. And I think what works so well about residue is that it's not any of that. It's, no. it's, yeah. you know, something that resonates a little bit more than, just being like it's about racism you know kind of thing like yeah absolutely yeah Mm. I I remember at one point trying to write a script that could potentially appeal to to the people who were in charge of those fundings um, just based on maybe my, my own experiences with racism or cultural identity but it felt like I was trying to write something to get funding and it yeah. just wasn't working for me emotionally. Yeah. It just wasn't, um, I wasn't tapping into something that I really wanted to say. And I just thought, man, I just had this simple idea of just someone bringing the leftover shit of their relationship back to their, to, to their ex and just spending the night yeah. or the evenings with these two people. And they just yeah. kept coming back. And I just thought, I'm just going to give this a first draft a go yeah. and send it through to Dan and, at that point, it didn't even have character names. It was that bear. Mm. It was just like man and woman. Yeah. yeah. And like right. they, go. they do this and yeah. just kind of do that. And it was, it wasn't even that far from what the final <laughs> script ended up being. It was more than, okay, no. okay cool. The, the structure and, the, and the, the tone and the idea and stuff is there. And then it came just down to, all right, now I can actually start fleshing out these characters and really going into the personal history, knowing mm. that I could have confidence in, I can make a 10 page I can write a 10 page script yeah. um, that doesn't deal with racism or any of these sort of big things and it could still be emotionally engaging. Yeah. Which, mm. which, you know, obviously they are issues which do need to be addressed, Absolutely. but it's also, I love films. yeah, same, <laughs> same here, but it's also a case of like, it, to me, it feels like there is a lot of pressure on, on young filmmakers to do yeah. that. And yeah. it's, it's really refreshing to see that not be the case with this film. Yeah. I guess like with, yeah filmmaking or or wanting to be you know like you know in in the in the film game and and doing short films you 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 need to know what kind of filmmaker you want to be you know and what stories that you want to tell or what are the stories that should be what you should be telling you know rather than doing something that's you've got no kind of experience with you haven't researched and you've got no connection to yeah i think like connection is that big thing it's like because mm. this the process is so long and it can be so arduous and taxing at times that you you have to be able to remind yourself why you're making this in the first place yeah. like why you've spent a year or two trying to tell this it's like it's not something that you kind of connect with in some personal way it doesn't have to be autobiographical either like um just as long as it's something that you can connect with that can keep you driven in those mm-hmm. moments where you feel like driving your head through the wall, yeah. um, you need to be able to kind of c- come back to that thing and say, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, I just want to talk on the cinematography for a bit. And mm. obviously if I'm going too long, just let me know. Uh, and if there's anything specific you want to talk about, let me know as well. Yeah, um, but I yeah. want to talk on the cinematography in the sense that the, um, the framing of it is really interesting. As you're saying, there's a lot of over the, the shoulder kind of mm. shots and stuff like that, which is very, um, to me, it feels, like it feels like the when you're sitting there in a relationship and you 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 know the other person's gone to make dinner or something like that and you've gone up behind them and you know are observing what they're doing it's got that kind of vibe to it yeah, um cool. i i'm just wondering how you went about blocking it and and what kind of decisions you did yeah. and or rejected to <laughs> come up with those ideas I feel like we wanted to shoot it in a different way from the very beginning didn't we we wanted it yeah. to be more locked off it was, it was about trying to find actually a, a balance between objectivity and subjectivity. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one thing that I can talk about of what changed from the initial intention 
to what's in the final film yeah. um, is that we always wanted to have a balance between okay here's when we're going to be very objective and be more just presenting an idea without I guess really going too far in emotionally and then we would come in at a certain moment and then maybe go handheld or become more subjective in that moment yeah. and then in the edit it just became this thing where it just felt like okay that maybe works in a show like Atlanta which was uh, actually an inspiration in some ways mm. between like in terms of the cinematography and the building feeling of it and, and building tension yeah. um, but that's different when you have half hour episodes and you can build that style mm. over a long period of time and you, and you can see those relationships um, growing um, over just sheer running time uh, in a short film you don't have the time to do that so anytime that we had gone more objective it felt like we weren't feeling we weren't, the emotion no. between yeah. these characters it felt like we were at too far of a distance um, and that was a problem <laughs> it felt like we needed to be more in like in, in the middle in the of moment. it and, and yeah. more in the moment and we needed to establish the chemistry and the tension between um, our actors very quickly and uh, anytime we, we, we went to objective we were losing something yeah. there and so we ended up taking those things away to have more of that you know we're in the room or we're sort of over someone's shoulder or where you know sometimes positions I guess in a, in a place where it actually you know feels a bit more maybe awkward but in like a good way hopefully um, mm. but it was all about intimacy and yeah that that feeling uh, I guess going or, or in what it means to kind of feel anxiety as well yeah. in those moments going, so. going into it then we did kind of shoot it the way that we wanted to shoot yeah. it but then when we got to the kind of like the editing process yes. that's where we changed things so we do have a lot of shots that didn't get used like a lot of masters that we were yeah. just like man get yeah. rid of that master that <laughs> master does nothing to serve you don't need to kind of be the characters the story or anything yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like we can just go straight into the coverage yeah. which is something which you know um i guess in the film school they might tell you to kind of not do but <laughs> it's like well fuck it in the edit it feels better like yeah. it feels like we're now in the moment yeah with, definitely with, with the actors yeah. and that's yeah. king always or king yeah. or queen or whatever you want to say was, like <laughs> that, that was that was like the mo- utmost important thing was are yeah. we how do we want the audience to be feeling in this moment instead of imposing style on the film just yeah. because we did it on the yeah. shoot it was what's the best choice for the the emotion of this yeah. scene and yeah. oftentimes it came down to that more Subjective, sort of handheld mm. over the shoulder. But we um, yeah. intentionally, from the from the very beginning, we always wanted to, you know, from the beginning scenes, show that separation. Yeah, you know that divide between the two characters, and then as the film goes along, that they come close together. So there's always that kind of like, I guess, cinema kind of language or camera language that yeah. we wanted to to make sure that we were achieving. Um, but yeah, it was just playing around in the in the editing room yeah. where I remember watching the film the first time, um, like an assembly cut, just going, I didn't feel anything until I actually f- saw the characters really close together. And it was mm. just like, can we achieve that from the very beginning leading yeah. up to that scene where I started feeling for these characters? So, um, so that was definitely a d- discovery process while mm. in post- when when we were shooting there was a strong intention with the blocking though to say okay how are we positioning the 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 actors within the scene and it was as dan was saying like a a very like um intentional choice on my part to say okay she's going to be over by the stairs and he's going to put the car in between them and he's going to be ready to go and he's going to be putting distance Hmm. between them and then over the course of the movie we're going to bring them closer together and then there are small subtle choices as well that you make with, with your actors as far as trying to communicate a certain level of comfort either in in um, where they're positioning themselves in the scene or what they're wearing even so you know okay he's wearing his beanie at the start of the uh, in his jacket at the start of the film okay scene two like him uh, at the end of that him um, I guess conceding to, to her precious to come inside is him taking his beanie off these are small things that you're doing to mm. communicate, I guess, a shift mm. emotionally that without being over the top. And then going to scene four, it's like, cool, his jacket's off and he's just there with his cardigan because he's in for the night, so to yeah. speak. Um, and that so was you, always intentional from the start as well. Yeah, it's funny to kind of talk about that stuff, yeah. but you do make those choices. We wanted to of, give them more he... clothing or more <laughs> items for them to take off yeah. throughout the thing where it's just like, oh yeah, she's wearing glasses and then she's not wearing glasses. Yeah, no, these like, are conversations that, you, that you're having with your actors. You, you, you're literally trying to milk characterization out of every little thing that you possibly can like is she wearing glasses in the scene while she's cooking like you know does she do that like mm. and then when she's really talking to him does she take them off like 
these are discussions that you're having with your actors without trying to micromanage all these things. Yeah. You want there to be a certain freedom of it, but yeah. you also want someone to hopefully watch the movie without dialogue or yeah. sorry, without audio and be able to kind of see the body language and the way that they were presenting themselves over the course of the, of the film and that, still feel yeah. that. That was definitely yeah. the, the, the funnest part I feel of the whole process is just creating these, these characters, creating the scene and everything chatting with, with our mm, actors yeah. about like you know what they think that they would be wearing or chatting with our production designer like what do you think would be in this room what would you know really kind of like give more character you know um without really focusing so much on it like what can we put in there for mm. warmth and stuff or or really kind of just show like what kind of work she does outside mm. you know like what she does for a job and everything like that things so. that are not mentioned at all in the movie exactly. and could almost be seen as over the top prep but you'd rather be over prepared than yeah. under prepared and you just want and you want to have fun fun with it and you want to yeah. be a part of that creative process as well i think both Corey and i are like creative kind of filmmakers where you know obviously the director always has to chat with with each hod and say this is what i want but we're very hands-on as mm. well you know not that we kind of like do the stuff that they should be doing they're in charge no, of because they're way better at it than because they're than way better anyway, sorry. <laughs> but you know wanting to be a part of that process and then opening up those kind of like questions where yeah. maybe we're posing questions that they hadn't thought about or that we're bringing it to their attention earlier than like rather than later yeah. on you know. And then, and then, like on the other side, you want like your team to be bringing stuff to you yeah. that, that you hadn't thought of, and That's being it. like, "Great, I'm gonna take credit for this later on, and no one's gonna know." And I'm gonna look really good as a filmmaker, but you're you're just trying to st- you know get them to come to the table instead of dictating everything because mm. yeah. you're not a genius. Like That's it. you don't know everything, yeah. and if you're bringing someone on as a head of department, you're probably you doing that because trust. they know yeah. they, they they know more about cinematography, production design, and you know these these things more than you do, and you mm. want them to bring their ideas to it, yeah. and then it just becomes a case of filtering yes to this, no to that, and yeah. is this enhancing? Yeah, is you know what we're trying to do, and does this help the actors? Yeah, is this a distraction for them, mm. or is this helping? Yes, like so, you know being because i still feel like we're emerging that i feel like yeah. we're always learning you know that there's always learning opportunities with everything and that when we're having these conversations with hods and, and chatting about you know what you know could be in these boxes that they're bringing back and mm. stuff or there was the conversation about like do what do they end up eating off you know, like, because she's talking about, like, oh, you know, we're going to eat out of Tupperware and everything. It's just like, do they end up eating out of Tupperware? It's not really in the script. And then chatting with the production designer, do they end up eating out of the Tupperware or, or off the plates or anything like that? No, s- spoiler. No spoilers. Yeah. Here. <laughs> a lot you know, of residue fans <laughs> that are waiting, dying to know, is but it plates or Tupperware? It's we one of those, those conversations where it's just like, I don't know, like, if we, we I feel like we got a lot of kind of, like, experience or 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 we Mm. learned a lot just chatting with people that like you know we brought people into the production that uh um you know that have done more things than we have you know and we're getting some yeah kind of kind of learning experiences from them as well and we're hoping that we're giving giving enough to them for them to do their job and be like cool yep yeah no worries we're not going to talk for maybe a couple of days or a week or something and we're going to go off and do some things and then come back later and then i hope you know because there's a there's a lot of relying on people to to do things in their own time where we're not a part of it at all you know um and and i guess production design is a really big big one with that because it's like all right cool this is we need a breakdown from you cool you know like we need these kind of like different options mm. for for these different things or get some like a mood board together or any kind of reference images and stuff mm. you know we're relying for them to go off and and yeah. bring something that to the table that we we didn't think of yeah or, it's always uh, sending uh, i guess references and stuff you know, yeah this is what i'm thinking yeah how do you kind of vibe with this and how do we build from that and and then with like peter and, and i you know my cinematographer it was always mm. that, that that question was looking over just pouring over images of of things that are within a mood or a feeling that we can just steal mm. from as much as possible yeah. to achieve yeah. the, that feeling and, yeah with our cinematography yeah. and, and while that's all going on then i'm off doing you know like <laughs> coal sheets and and, yeah. and getting and getting crew together so it's it's a very interesting process where everyone's off doing doing things and you don't quite see what everyone has done until 
you know the first day of shooting is just until like game time until yeah. game time you know so well i think i think that people often especially like short films and and major productions mm. and stuff like that people forget how much work actually goes into making something appear organic like it's, it, <laughs> yeah no that's yeah. true yeah even though it's yeah. a it's a, obviously a very manufactured thing it's still so got to feel it's got to yeah. have that that feeling it does has that made you like all of these things which you're talking about that mm. go into the characters and the story and things like that, have you found yourselves being a little bit more observant about day-to-day life and cataloging certain things in the sense like that you're like, always... well, that person did yeah. this, I'm going to yeah, stick yeah. that, okay. squirrel that away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think... Um, We've always been like that. Yeah. In a way. I think that's, that's kind of what really uh, in, like uh, inspired a lot of the blocking and the direction was you know when you're making uh, or shooting a scene that's you know just two people talking on a couch it's kind of okay how is this person sitting mm. what is the body language here how does that shift then mm. um, what are those little uh, changes I guess signifying I guess um, within the emotional beat or beats within a scene and so um, I've always been pretty observant, I guess, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that also comes from just like a general anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who yeah. experiences anxiety, you you are usually looking into expressions and body language and subtext with how people are saying things. You might come to the wrong conclusions about what those things are. Overanalyzing. You are, you're overanalyzing everything and then you're, you know, just being very observant um, with those things, which... I think in some ways, you know, in like a fucked up way, it helps you be like a director because you're, you're unpacking, I guess, mm. you know, um, just how people present themselves or how they, you know, um, where they place themselves in a, in a room, mm. even. If yeah. someone, if they stand along the, the walls, they're probably not comfortable with where they are or just, just all these little things that you can just steal and then put into the, yeah. into the film. Um, but yeah. I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm more observant after shooting... I've always been a people a watcher. Yeah, I've always liked to kind of just dissect why people are the way they are or why they say these things or why they do certain things. Like I've always <laughs> been able to pick up on people's like tics or, yeah. or something like that or what they do out of kind of like habit or nervousness or anxiousness. It's just the kind of person that I am. Yeah. A lot of people will say like, Dan, you're really critical or <laughs> you, you're very calculating. Um, I've, I've heard very recently. Um, and it's not because like I'm trying to, uh, I don't know, like try to analyze people. I think it's just more out of just interest and then feeling like because I can see that, I can spot that, that you can kind of develop more of kind of like a bond there. Yeah. I don't know, like there's Finding just, connection points like, with people. That's and it, yeah. Knowing how how can I, yeah. you know, get through to this person. Yeah. And, and not to make fun of them. No, not at all. It's not about using them, but more about how can we emotionally connect. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, like if, if you're going to be telling stories about people, you kind of need to have an interest in people. You do. And stories are usually driven by people. Yeah. So if you have no interest in people, then you might struggle. I don't know. There are some directors out there that are great at it probably that have, have trouble connecting in some ways, but I think just having an understanding or at least an interest in where people come from. It's that whole, I guess, um, idea that everyone has a story. Yeah. And so then if you have that point of view, then you can tell simple stories yeah. as far as plot, but hopefully make them very interesting yeah. with yeah. how you present those people. So. I still think that we're really weird as well. <laughs> I don't think like we've gotten any normal. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That's, I, I, uh, I, I mean, surprised. Yeah, but is is anybody who makes films not weird? Like I don't think so. Hey, I think everyone's yeah. different. I I just know that I'm, you know, like come to the time where we do start screening residue here, like for any crew, cast, friends, fam, like industry people. I know that I'm still not going to be open to networking and, and chatting and and talking about the project yeah I, I like stepping back and watching people yeah you know i think i'm always gonna gonna be like that I'm, i must say like from a personal perspective networking is a pain in the ass yes like, especially so awkward. Uh, it's very awkward how can i use you to forward my career yeah <laughs> You know, this is the entire basis of our relationship. Yeah. I, I just prefer having like just a, a coffee or a glass of wine or something, just a one-on-one or maybe a two-on-one or something like that, or just a group of friends and we're all very comfortable just to 
to talk about anything and if the topic of our film comes up we'll talk about it yeah but we, we're always mindful of how long we're talking about ourselves as well well you've been going for 50 minutes so yes. you know <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We better start wrapping up. Yeah. <laughs> our reputation is on the line. We should be too much big dick energy with this, with this conversation. Yeah. No, but I think that I think that's the thing is that you know it's certainly um, you know you don't want to overstep your mark, but you also kind of you want to put this in front of people's eyes and be like, hey, this is a thing. Yeah. Uh, don't ask me about it. Uh, you know, <laughs> kind of like it is a bit like that. You yeah. Know? You kind of just, it's it's a precarious kind of balance yeah, game. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's nice to know what people think about the film, but you don't want mm. to spend too long talking about it. Where it's just like maybe that's maybe that's just we've achieved what we wanted to achieve, know. and then move on. You know, like because yeah, like I just feel you know wanting to get into the industry and stuff that I know the people that I want to work with. You know, I've worked with the people that I want mm. to work with and I'm continuing to work with the people that I want to work with. And I know the people that I don't want to work with. And I don't want to work with people that talk too much about what they're working on. And I want to work with people that want to collaborate more. So I don't yeah. know if that's me being like, oh, that's, that's, you're never going to get that. Um, <laughs> I don't know, an idealized but, version of the industry perhaps but yeah. I don't know I think at the end of the day yeah it's just about trying to tell like like emotional engaging stories and collaborate with really talented artists um, that's it that are wanting to also tell those kinds of stories even if they're swinging a light you want them to be invested in the emotional transaction yeah. that's well, happening between these two yeah these two exactly I mean so. obviously we'll wrap up in a second but from the poster, at least, people can get a great idea of mm. what the importance of the lighting in this film is like. Speaking of a guy swinging a light, but I think that yeah. the, the mood of it is there's so much to gain from just having it lit properly, and it looks mm. it looks fantastic. And oh, I say this, and we're in a very dark room because I forgot <laughs> to turn the lights on. But it's, you know, it, the mood of, of lighting is really important, and it comes across like this is a this is a complete piece. It's not. Mm. You know, I I really I appreciate it quite a lot because it's not it's not so many things, but it is its own little thing in the yeah. sense that it is a emotional story that you don't we don't get to see this kind of thing very often. So, and that's the thing that that, that we try to lean into whenever we're feeling self conscious about not making a very big twist film or anything yeah. like that. It's like you know, it's just trying to create something that's like emotional and feels consistent and mm. and does build I think as well it's about that kind of building tension over the, the course of the um, of the film and what they're not saying to each other and yeah. how that all comes to a head and yeah, um, yeah and hopefully all the, all the choices things that probably an audience mm. is never going to pick up on um, you know subconsciously kind of you know worming their way into your head so then mm. by the end of it you're like oh that's why we spent this long kind of on this moment or something yeah. or this is how this this you know um choice with the cinematography pays off at the end okay now we're not cutting after yeah. a film of lots of cuts and mm. lots of coverage we're now just playing it out during the confrontation and yeah. just staying in that in that place like, these are not things that you're really signposting in a really big way being look at this technique that's look it. at what we're doing yeah. here but you might notice that something's a little bit different to how it's playing yeah. out and that will yeah. hopefully register in some way. Yeah, even the way that the story unfolds and it's just like, <clears throat> you know, hopefully people will understand, yeah, that's why we start the film off the way that we do, you know, where more it is... More of a prologue. More of a prologue. And, it's, and then, like, it's 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 cold, you know, like, it's it's outside, it's cold, and then we move on inside and it's, and it's different, you know, and, like, we really needed to make sure that the, you know... Yeah, that that the the lighting people did what they needed to do, and the and the production designer as well to mm. make sure that that that's the feeling that the audience will get when we move inside. Um, mm. You know, inside. Yeah, like because it's funny house. just to go back to what you were saying about you know how hard it is to make something feel organic, organic even though yeah. it's so constructed. It's like that's one big thing. Not that I learned, but you know, really, um, I guess picked up on um, was just that it's. You, you, you put so much effort into making something look effortless and just off the cuff and just kind of normal not yeah. that this that this film falls into any social realist I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even categorize it in that like mumblecore kind no. of thing like there was a script like they did have dialogue yeah. but it's trying to make that feel hopefully as organic as possible um, and that you know we're not meandering and allowing scenes to run on endlessly with, with improv it's like this is the point of the scene this is what it needs to achieve emotionally mm. yeah. um 
and kind of really getting that on the day, hopefully, and then enhancing that in post. But it's really hard to make that feel organic and, and, and real. Like, I have so much respect for those those directors who do uh, who are able to really hit those those emotional beats and larger scale films because it's it's really hard to, yeah. to make that feel effortless. It almost and, feels like yeah, like that it can be accidental. You know, like you can try to make it in. It, you intentionally want these things to be organic, mm. but like you know, these things can happen just accidentally. You know, like I remember, like sometimes when we were writing, like one of the first films that we worked together, we were like, "Yeah, we're making an iconic hero," and it's just like, "Well, how do you make something that's iconic?" <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's, but oftentimes, like it doesn't work if you if you intent if you try how to do make you intently that? make something organic. How yeah, do you intently like, make something iconic? You can't really. You just have to. Try to serve the story and the characters as best as you can, where hopefully that organicness can come across. I remember, you know, after we... Organicness. Um, (laughs) It's a word now. (laughs) It is. Um, When we were watch, When we finished shooting the film, and then your comment was, I really hope we have a film here. You know, where it's just like, yeah, we have a script. We've shot something, but is it a film? You know, you don't know until you see the product all pieced together. Being like a script and it being a film. And I remember after my my editor and I did like a lot of work and stuff on the film. We watched it from start to finish. It was that Boogie Nights moment where he's like, it's a real film, Jack. Like that was our (laughs) our feeling. Like we kind of looked at each other and we just kind of silently just kind of smiled and nodded. and was like, it works. Yeah, it works. Like it actually does have an emotional arc there because mm. that's hard to achieve like it's, it's hard it for people think it's kind of yeah. miraculous that any yeah. movie is good you, you, can't, you can't just have a script and expect that yeah this is definitely a film you, yeah it has to all come together in the end like yeah. the performance the the craft everything it's miraculous um, that any movie is good it is Basically, miraculous. It yeah is, no yeah. it is it, it is, is because uh, you know it, as we've established like it, it takes so much to mm. make just one thing work yeah. and it's you know yes there there are there is a lot more opportunities for filmmakers nowadays you know everybody like yep. was it steven soberg goes on bay hey, yeah you've all got a filmmaker in your, your hand and it's like yeah okay we've all got really powerful phones but that doesn't no not everybody's making high flying bird with a or tangerine <laughs> or anything yeah. like that like yeah. there, there is a, so much more that goes yeah. into it so yeah, definitely yeah yeah reality check for people out there but it's still like you know <laughs> you need to have an uh, you know an understanding and an interest in storytelling and yeah you know like definitely what, what you're like um how you're presenting something and what kind of effect that has yeah, on your what, audience what's, what your what your intent is yeah what do you want the audience to be feeling about this moment how do you want them to feel towards this character some of these things you can't control though like once you put it out there it's like people are going to form their own opinions on, mm. on the character whether <laughs> like it was very interesting in, in the, the, the the quote unquote the test, test screenings means. that we had like you know some people would side with with Luke or Elliot in the film as the character is called other people you know really related to Milu's character and um kind of found him to be a bit of a dickhead and then vice versa you know some people found her to be controlling like yeah it, but it all depended on i guess someone's emotional previous um, experiences history yeah. and, and what yeah. they brought to it but um you try to i guess like ask yourself those questions throughout and then when you're done you put it out there and go yeah people are gonna but that's that's the yeah. thing that i think with something like this makes a good conversation piece and mm. stuff like that and and people will come away from it saying well i did this in my relationship and and you know, yeah. Therapy sessions are gonna be everywhere. Like friends, friends <laughs> I, having therapy I, I sessions. I feel like this is a therapy session. It is a therapy session. Really, like <laughs> yeah. chatted. It's a free therapy like, session. Thank Co- you, Andrew. Corey and I will, will, will like talk about the film and, and and our experience and stuff. We both had separate experiences. Him like doing his his directing and, and me doing the producing and everything like that. So, but yeah, we haven't really spoken in depth about it where it can go certain places and stuff. Mm. You know. Um, yeah, so mm. this definitely feels like a therapy session. <laughs> we haven't gone too far. Uh, tissues are over there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hugging, uh, you're hugging by the end of this. Yeah. So that's it. D- uh, does this experience make you want to put your director's cap on? Um, I've always wanted to see what it's like <laughs> to direct. <laughs> I don't think I've directed anything since like film school in Cert 4. Yeah. Like, and that was back in t- 2011. So I, I've just kind of like producing just felt 
right. Yeah. You know, um, with my, with my background where I've come from, we'll switch, um, we'll switch places. We'll switch places. Film. Yeah, we'll switch places. Um, I do you thing, are you excited to do, be a producer? Oh, um, <laughs> I think it's it's, it's 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 weird. I guess don't no, say no, it's easy. It's just like oh yeah, no, 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 yeah. absolutely not. No, I would never undermine your position. It's easy. Um, no. Um, for me, it's a case where whenever I'm reading a script, even if it's one of my friend's scripts, I'm always thinking about how I would make it, which is a very self-centered way of, uh, I guess, um, viewing this thing. But I'm always thinking about what my choices and stuff would be. But it'd be kind of interesting just kind of yeah. like bringing on those people and just being like, how can I help you? Tell you tell that story, yeah. but yeah. I think at the moment the focus is definitely more on maybe it's know. something that will organically yes. come around. Yeah. yeah, there we go. See, that's it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, friendships um, will be tested. Yeah, uh, gosh, oh gosh. No, like I I feel the same though. Like when it comes to mm. watching films, and I just think about how everything came together so like I, I've spoken to people like cinematographers where they will think about whether the lights have been set up for certain shots and stuff and when I'm watching a film just like okay cool how do they manage to where get all the these people together you know like where, yeah well, I want to know those are the questions that I ask myself all the time manager. when I'm watching the movie like how they got all the extras together and, and yeah. like where they shot how, they how they got the permissions and everything together. you know like yeah. how much budget was used to shoot this one sequence mm. and everything like that that's the Show stuff me some that of goes through PDFs. my yeah. them PDF documents yeah yeah that's it <laughs> there's so many that's what that's why I enjoy doing these things because it's like my mentality is very much thematic and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. interested in the, the actual making of things and stuff like that. Yeah. How does it get made and all this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, like, I, I'm curious to hear about how people who are making films also consider things. And yeah. as you're saying, like, where did they put the toilet? Like, yeah, yeah, where's exactly. the toilet? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you think it's not like the, the number one question on your no. mind, but no. <laughs> it's certainly what I was, I was, I was thinking through a ladder, well, with you know, the, but <laughs> you know, like if people want to question where we put the toilet when we were shooting outside for residue, the answer is we didn't have a we toilet. Didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> so we knocked on someone's door and hoped that they would have the toilet available for a film crew that were really wet from the rain outside. Fair That's enough. Independent filmmaking. That's it. I, right I, I think that's a perfect way to end this. It is, yeah. right in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, guys. I, I once again appreciate your time and talking about this. Um, well, thank you. Uh, it's been mm. really interesting watching the process and finally getting to see it. And I'm excited to see where you guys go from for here. Like, it's. So yeah. are we. Yeah. Cool. yeah. We'll see. Oh, thanks, Andrew. <laughs> thank you, Andrew. Yeah. It's harder than normal. And you can't believe. Hey, thanks for listening to this interview. Hopefully you enjoyed it and got excited about this film uh, as much as I did because it's really good, really, really impressive stuff. Again, I can't wait to see what uh, both Corey and Dan do in the future. It's going to be really, really exciting and very, very interesting. Uh, to keep track of what they're doing, basically you can head over to Corey's website, which is krmfilmmaker.com, find out a little bit more about what's going on there. I know that they are going to be having a screening of the film here in Perth, uh, at the end of June, uh, which I believe is for backers of the film, but if I'll stick a link in the show notes to that event anyway, just in case uh, you're around and about and you're interested in seeing, you can certainly possibly get in touch with the guys and see if you can come along. I highly recommend doing it, uh, but keep an eye on these guys. They're going to go places, and it's fantastic to see that. Hey, thanks for listening again. I really appreciate it. Head over to the website, thecurb.com.au to listen to other interviews and other podcasts and read reviews and things like that. Uh, or you can head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash thecurbau. And there is also a Curb uh, group as well to talk about different things and stuff like that. Also on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecurbau as well if you're so inclined. Uh, and also head over to patreon.com forward slash the curve au be fantastic a few dollars helps the the website keep on going but yeah Corey, dan keep an eye on them fantastic stuff thanks guys for listening i'll see you in the next episode of the curb Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details.